Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 31 of my Train Your Mind for Athletic Success podcast. This episode is the second of three that explores the vital role of emotions on athletic performance. The topic for today's episode is Emotional Flat Tires, Part 2. One of the great obstacles you will experience as an athlete, particularly in your training efforts, can be summarized as what I call the negative emotional chain. The negative emotional chain involves a linked series of unpleasant and interfering emotions that you experience as you face the inevitable challenges of developing as an athlete and making oftentimes unsteady progress toward your goals. The three emotions are frustration, anger, and despair. Let's start with frustration. Frustration may be the most significant obstacle to achieving your athletic goals. Every athlete, from juniors to age groupers to Olympians and pros, has experienced the feeling of frustration when they're not able to do something, whether physically, technically, tactically, or competitively. You feel stuck, you get tense, you lose focus, and you get discouraged. The best way I can describe the feeling is, ARGH! It's a truly infuriating feeling. But what is frustration precisely and what causes it? Simply put, frustration arises when the path toward your goal is blocked. Whether the goal is setting a new PR in your squats, nailing a new technique, or getting a good result in a competition. Frustration is emotion that you probably experience frequently, and it can be really disheartening and, well, frustrating. Most people think of frustration, though, as a bad emotion, but it's actually a lot more complex than that. The fact is that frustration is hardwired into us to help us survive. Frustration starts out as a good emotion because when you get frustrated, you're motivated to clear the obstacle that's blocking the path toward your goals. You try harder, and that extra effort can, if the obstacle isn't too big, result in clearing that path, enabling you to no longer feel frustration and to continue down the path toward your goals. There's a problem that often arises when you become frustrated, which can prevent you from clearing that path to your goals. There's a tendency when you experience frustration to do what you were doing before simply more and harder, relying on the magical thinking that you will somehow just wear the barrier down by sheer will and persistence. Unfortunately, this strategy violates Albert Einstein's famous law of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So, your well-intentioned efforts can actually increase, not decrease, your frustration, thus leading you to the next link in the negative emotional chain. From Charles C. Noble, the English politician, you must have long-term goals to keep you from being frustrated by short-term failures. Now, let's look at the next link in the negative emotional chain, anger. If, despite your best efforts, you weren't able to clear the path toward your goals and relieve your frustration, it can morph into anger. Most people also believe that anger is a bad emotion, but like frustration, it too has both positive and negative sides. Anger starts out as a potentially helpful emotion because it too is motivating. When you're angry, you wanna go after the thing that's making you angry. So you direct all of your energy toward ripping that barrier that is blocking your path down. Again, if the barrier that's blocking the path toward your goals isn't too big, to overcome, with the added energy of anger, having your emotional volume turned up from frustration to anger may just give you what you need to knock that barrier down. Unfortunately, more often than not, anger can turn into an emotion that hurts your performance. 
The feelings of anger are like those of frustration, but increased exponentially. Your body becomes tense, you lose your coordination, and the quality of your efforts declines. Your focus narrows so much that you miss important cues that might otherwise help you surmount the roadblock. And your ability to think and focus becomes clouded by the anger, so you're not able to make good decisions about how to approach the obstacle. The likely result is that the barrier will remain in place. You continue to be unable to continue down the path toward your goals, and you will now move on to the final link in the negative emotional chain. From Eleanor Roosevelt, the former First Lady of the United States, anger is only one letter short of danger. Finally, let's look at the last link in the negative emotional chain, despair. If you're not able to clear the obstacle from your path that initiates the negative emotional chain at this point, your emotions shift the final link of the negative emotional chain. Again, despair. You've tried and tried and tried and still can't remove the barrier. So the natural thing to do is quit. You feel out of control, helpless, and hopeless. What's the point of continuing to try if nothing you do works? The unfortunate outcome of the conclusion of the negative emotional chain is immediate and irreversible failure to make progress toward your goals that day because you simply stop. When you experience despair, everything that would be required for you to ultimately overcome the initial cause of the negative emotional chain goes the other way. Psychologically, you lose your motivation, confidence, and focus. All the physical parameters related to athletic success including energy, blood flow, oxygen, and adrenaline drop precipitously. The result is that you lack what it takes mentally and physically to remove the roadblock that prevented your continuing headway toward your goals. It's been my experience that if you move from frustration to anger to despair, continued efforts that day usually fail. You are, quite simply, finished for the day. And if you experience the negative emotional chain on a regular basis, sinking repeatedly into despair, you would likely lose your motivation and be unwilling to make a sustained effort in the future. With each descent down that negative emotional chain, you come to believe that you have lost control of your emotions when faced with difficulties in your sport. Your actions have little effect and you will progressively lose confidence in your ability to achieve your goals. Your challenge now is to break the negative emotional chain before it hurts you. Despite the powerful influence that frustration can have on your training and your competitive efforts, you are probably never taught how to deal with your frustration in a constructive way. In fact, I think it should be a required part of every sports training. Your goal is to learn to stop the negative emotional chain at frustration by responding positively to the frustration when it first arises. First, take a break. When frustration first arises, you should first take a break from the situation that's causing the frustration. By doing so, you create physical distance from the source of the frustration, and that physical distance also results in emotional distance in which the frustration naturally diminishes because you're not looking right at the thing causing you frustration. As a part of taking a break, there are two more useful steps you can take. First, frustration causes an increase in physiological intensity, including muscle tension and choppy breathing. To relieve these unpleasant symptoms of frustration, you want to change your physiology by taking deep breaths and relaxing your body. 
Second, you can do something during the break that actually creates emotions that are opposite of the frustration. For example, listen to music, be goofy, or have fun with your friends, all of which will produce feelings of fun and enjoyment. This step lessens the uncomfortable physical symptoms that accompany frustration and generates positive emotions that can counteract the feelings of frustration, thus reducing its influence on you. Another way to counter the feelings of frustration when you take a break from training is to do something at which you can succeed. For example, if you can't get something technically that's causing the frustration, focus on and practice something else that you feel good about, thus feeding your feelings of confidence and generating more positive emotions such as pride, hope, and confidence. Finally, when you get frustrated, it can be helpful to have a snack or something to drink. Hunger and thirst can contribute to vulnerability to frustration because your body is in a weakened and needy state. Refueling can give you the energy you need to resist the pull of frustration and help you perform better, thus making it less likely that frustration will arise again in you. Second, gain perspective. Having an unrealistic perspective on your training and competitive efforts can set you up for frustration even before you begin to train or compete and exacerbate your susceptibility to frustration after you've begun. This perspective revolves around the belief that you can reach your goals quickly and easily. Unfortunately, as I've discussed in earlier episodes, nothing of value comes without significant time, effort, and energy. There are no quick fixes. To prevent this self-fulfilling prophecy from occurring, you can use the three Ps that I discussed in an earlier podcast, patience, persistence, and perseverance. When you begin to experience frustration, you can remind yourself that progress takes time and that you should hang in there no matter how it goes. You can also commit to persisting for as long as it takes and persevering through the inevitable ups and downs you will experience as you pursue your athletic goals. This long-term perspective may not remove your frustration completely, but it will lessen it, allowing you to more easily take the additional steps I'm going to recommend before returning to the source of your frustration. You can also look at your confrontation with frustration as an opportunity to become tougher and more resilient. The reality is that the pursuit of your athletic goals is a frustrating process because it is difficult and long with many setbacks and failures. Experiencing frustration gives you a great opportunity to embrace the frustration and learn how to deal with it in a positive and constructive way. You can think about frustration as emotional adversity, another form of adversity that I talked about in my podcast about confidence. When you allow yourself to be exposed to it and then learn how to respond positively to it, you become a better athlete, more capable of dealing constructively with this emotional adversity in the future. From the American author Napoleon Hill, patience, persistence, and perspiration make an unbeatable combination for success. Next, identify the cause of the frustration. At this point, you will have relieved yourself of most of the physical, psychological, and emotional expressions of frustration, but you still aren't ready to return to confront the cause of your frustration because that cause is still there and if you re-engaged with it now, you would simply become frustrated again. The next step then is to identify the cause of your frustration. If you can understand the specific problem that is what produced your frustration, then you have the opportunity to find a solution and in doing so, can remove the obstacle that originally led to your frustration.
What follows from identifying the cause is to find a solution. With the cause identified, you are now only one step away from being able to return to the situation that was causing your frustration in the first place. Now that you know what the obstacle is, it may be physical, technical, tactical, equipment, or mental, you're now in a position to find a solution. Sometimes the solution is obvious and easy to put into action. Other times it is too big to act on. In this case, it can be useful to break down the bigger problem into smaller, more manageable problems. Also, if you can't figure out the cause of your frustration yourself, ask your coach for help. Finally, if all else fails. The reality is though, that you can't always immediately clear the obstacles to your goals. So continued effort in pursuit of those goals on any given day would be futile and discouraging. The barriers may be just too great to surmount on that day. If you feel as if you've exhausted every resource you have to remove the barriers, you have two options. First, you can change your goals to ones that you feel capable of striving for and achieving that day. For example, you can shift your focus onto another area of your development that you believe you can make progress on. Second, there are going to be days when you just aren't going to make any progress toward your goals and continuing to try without success will just discourage you more and actually hurt your efforts in the long run. In this case, it is wise to deliberately quote-unquote give up and choose to fight another day. If you choose this path, and this should be your path of last resort, then go do something else that's productive, whether conditioning, schoolwork, or just do something you enjoy that will take your mind off the day of frustration. Now let's shift gears away from the negative emotional chain and onto another emotional challenge, disappointment versus devastation. Let's be realistic. It never feels good to have a poor performance. You perform poorly and you feel bad. It's natural to experience negative emotions in reaction to results that don't live up to your expectations, whether in training or in competitions. But what specific negative emotion you experience has a big influence on how that subpar performance affects you in the near term and in the future. I've found that athletes can have one of two emotional reactions to unsatisfactory results disappointment, or devastation. From the Olympic gymnastics champion, Gabrielle Douglas, hard days are the best because that's when champions are made. Let's start with disappointment. No one likes to be disappointed. You feel sad and defeated. Your heart aches for the opportunity lost and the goal not achieved. Certainly, disappointment is not a pleasant emotion. It feels really bad, in fact. But that doesn't mean it is a bad emotion to be avoided at all costs. To the contrary, disappointment is actually a very healthy and positive emotion that plays an essential role in the pursuit of your athletic goals. Disappointment is an emotional reaction to a failure of a situation, specifically one in which you perform poorly or of an unexpected loss in a competition. Disappointment occurs when you're unable to fulfill some hope, goal, or expectation. It involves feelings of thwarted desire and feelings of loss. In fact, disappointment is hardwired into us to help us when we're confronted by failure. It actually girds our resolve and mobilizes our resources to do better in the future. What is your natural reaction to disappointment? If you're like most athletes, after a brief period of discouragement, your disappointment morphs into determination and drive to overcome the situation that caused the disappointment and to prevent it from happening again. 
When you experience disappointment after a performance in which you did not do well, you should let yourself feel the emotion fully, even if it doesn't feel good, which it won't. Allowing yourself to feel the disappointment in all its power will then enable you to turn that power, that energy, toward the future and to motivate you so you don't feel that disappointment in the future. Then, your newfound understanding of disappointment will also take some of the sting out of it and actually make it easier to use as a productive force in your athletic efforts. After falling off the horse with a poor result, you will naturally feel a brief period of letdown. But then you must pick yourself up and get back on that horse. That is, get back to pursuing your athletic goals with renewed determination and intensity. By putting the disappointment behind you and directing your focus to the present and the future, you can experience a better way of feeling in response to failure and find new ways to overcome your setbacks and return to your path toward your goals. Rather than the disappointment disheartening you and causing you to feel bad about yourself, you can use the experience to affirm your capabilities by showing yourself that you can conquer your failures and your disappointment. As difficult as it may seem, you want to view disappointment as training for adulthood because I'll tell you, you're going to experience a lot of disappointment as a grown-up. You want to accept that failure and disappointment are an inevitable part of life and what matters is how you react to it. From the businessman, Robert Kiyosaki, your success is measured by the strength of your desire, the size of your dream, and how you handle disappointment along the way. So, it's one thing to experience disappointment. It's an entirely different thing to experience devastation. Unfortunately, some athletes will perceive poor performances not as disappointments that are experienced as relatively minor and temporary setbacks, but rather as devastating assaults on who they are and what they're capable of. This occurs because, unlike disappointment, which is seen as a failure of a situation, in this case a failure of a competition, devastation is experienced as a perceived failure of self, meaning the failure is felt as a direct reflection on yourself as an athlete and as a person. Devastation in response to a discouraging performance is experienced when athletes are overly invested in their sport. In other words, how they perform in their sport is too connected to their evaluation of their value as athletes and their worth as people. Devastation is a truly harmful emotion that not only hurts future performance, but also is overwhelmingly painful. It can last for days, weeks, months, even years after after the unsatisfying performance, depending on how important the failure was. For example, a poor result at the Olympics could last for a long time time. What makes devastation such a destructive emotion is the natural reaction you can have after. This reaction, unlike disappointment, actually increases the likelihood of more failure and more devastation in the future. Devastation is in fact a general emotional state that's comprised of a veritable plethora of awful emotions that can include pain, embarrassment, humiliation, shame, fear, grief, dejection, despair, jealousy, pity, bitterness, loneliness, and self-hate. Now that is one very depressing list of emotions. The tsunami of hurtful emotions doesn't just make these athletes feel really, really bad. It also does damage to their motivation and confidence. They both plummet and cause them to feel incompetent and inadequate as both athletes 
and as people. These reactions then have the effect of killing their passion for their sport. Because I'll tell you, devastation is the opposite of fun. And their determination and drive to overcome the poor performance disappears. These athletes are hit so hard by a substandard performance that they just want to flee from the painful experience they're confronted with. They withdraw socially. They mope around. They look dejected and deflated. And they feel sorry for themselves for far longer than they should. And the problem with this type of reaction to failure is that you automatically lose. Yes, poor performances and unsatisfying results can take the wind out of your sails. But it shouldn't be that painful. It shouldn't be that devastating. Experiencing devastation should also be a red flag for you. It should tell you that you have one of the obstacles that I discussed earlier in my podcast, including overinvestment, perfectionism, fear of failure, expectations, and negativity. Moreover, you need to follow the recommendations I offer there to help you reduce your investment in your sport to a healthier level. In doing so, you will moderate your reactions to setbacks, mistakes, and failure from devastation to disappointment. As you make this shift, you will also be able to direct those previously substantial obstacles to your advantage by increasing your resilience, motivation, and confidence. Finally, you will perform much better and be a whole lot happier as well. From the college football coach Warren Gray, we need to continually challenge ourselves to do better, but never to the extent that we experience negative emotions as a function of anxiety or excess stress, physically, mentally, or emotionally. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 31 of Train Your Mind for Athletic Success. And be on the lookout for episode 32 in the near future.